when there's no more room in hell, the dead will listen to Bloodfest the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Bloodfest the podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Y'all know me, know what I do for a living. I'm joined tonight, as always, by my good friend Casey. Casey, how the hell's it going? Good, good. I'm uh, got some uh, garage cleaning done today and some gaming, so uh, now ready for the podcast. That's very that's exciting. Boring. Yeah, that's yep. very exciting. Yeah, it was, a lot, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, you it's a, productive. You lived the life of a celebrity, my friend, cleaning the garage. <laughs> yeah, Josh, how are you doing tonight? I'm fantastic. I just worked for 12 hours, mismanaged time, and now I'm probably going to eat in the middle of this, so good luck with that. <laughs> what are you eating? That's that's what I need to know. Uh, chicken and vegetables. Okay. So I had some mushrooms stuffed with herbs and cheese for dinner. It was delicious. Delicious. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah shrooms. Yeah. Shrooms. Yeah, shrooms. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I knew what he I, meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as always, the slick motherfucker that refuses to show his face so you don't all die of thirst. Joey, how are we doing tonight? Had a hell of a lot better day than Casey. I wasn't cleaning the garbage. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It wonderful compared to his day. So we're very oh, excited tonight to be joined by Caitlin Grant, the host of the Plug It Up podcast. Caitlin, thanks for being here. How are you doing? I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No, thank you so much, so much. You're you're honestly much too cool and interesting to be on our show. So we're kind of freaked out. Honestly. Certainly not. Absolutely not, no. I mean, if you want, like, the scoop, I, what I did today, I was, like, depressed on the couch watching King of the Hill, like, all day, so. <laughs> so, like, King of the Hill, the cartoon, or the movie? The cartoon. The cartoon, okay. So, I absolutely love that show. I actually, I've heard that they're, like, bringing it back, that they're going to do they like, are. A, a reboot. So, I'm pretty excited to see what's going on with Bobby. I'm hoping it's, like, a time jump thing, and we get to see, like, Bobby in his 30s. Yeah, I'm hoping that, yeah, Bobby has a son that's a lot like Hank, yeah. and Hank has, like, the, the athlete son he wanted, and Bobby doesn't know how to deal with that, that would be hilarious. in a fun way. That would be know? hilarious, yeah. yeah. I would love that. I would love that. So we are going to talk about an amazing movie tonight called The Menu, but before we do that, I have a few questions for our guest. So, Caitlin, I was wondering, how did you get interested in podcasting? I've been a podcast listener since... I feel like since podcasts came out, um, I was an early fan of the Nerdist podcast, which oh, I feel yeah. like a lot of us yeah. were. And then Mark Maron and, you know, got a lot into a lot of the comedy podcasts. But horror has always been my thing. I got into bloody good horror oh. and I eventually sat in as a as a co-host for them for about a year and a half and branched out and made my own little show. But I've always been a big podcast consumer. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So. With it, horror, you said horror has always been the thing you're interested in. Is it is it something that goes all the way back to your childhood, or something you discovered, you know, in your teens or early adulthood? What got you into horror? I think it's always been a part of sort of my who I am and who my family is. I feel like my earliest horror buddies are my cousins and my brother, and we would watch just you know, all the things that we probably weren't supposed to. We made our grandma watch Child's Play and she, you know, <laughs> poor thing. But uh, I remember one weekend with two of my really good friends, I think I must have been like 11 or so, we rented the Amityville Horror, Carrie, and Poltergeist and watched all three in one weekend and really just freaked ourselves the oh. fuck out. And all of those have been remade now that I'm like saying them out loud. But we, we had a weekend where we watched all the originals and just, uh, I don't know, it was off to the races from there. So, so how old were you when you did that? I think I was like 11. Okay, so. okay. So yeah. Poltergeist for me, and I was probably eight or nine the first time I saw it, Poltergeist was like life-changing because the 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 eating chicken maggots face-pilling scene destroyed me. I, I don't <laughs> think I slept for a month after seeing that, and it was just it, it was just life-altering. I, I think every something about it, yeah. it'll stick with you. Yeah. For me, it was I, I, every time, you know, when your house kind of settles, I live in an apartment, so it's not yeah. quite the same. But when your house just settles and you hear it creaking, I think every time the house settled after that for like a year, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> See, I think small children should just be, they should be given these things so they can know what's coming from life. 
I've got, Go for it, yeah. I've got, I've got my nieces right now are eight, six, and five, and I keep telling my wife that they're the right age for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and she disagrees, and I, I just think she's wrong. I think it's time. I think she might be wrong too. I have a, a nephew, and he was like gazing out into the middle distance, just like while we were eating one time, and I was like, "What are you thinking about, bud?" And he was like, Pennywise lives out there. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you are part of this family, you little freak. But, yeah. Okay. So my niece, Lily, who she was four at the time, she she's getting a bath. And she says to her mom, after the bath, can I have on a dress so I'll be pretty? And her mom says, well, yeah, you can put on a dress, but it, that's not what will make you pretty. What makes you pretty is what it, what's inside. And Lily looked at her mom with a very serious look and said, spiders. No. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, kids are fucked up. So, yeah, get them yeah. into this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But desensitize them right yeah, off the bat. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Look, Be cool, is, you know what yeah. I mean? Just, like, be a cool little weirdo. The world is a horrible place, you know. Get Get behind it. Do something with it. So so how long have you been doing Plug It Up now? It's been since April 2021, so coming up on two okay. years. Okay, okay. So I don't think I've gotten through the entire back catalog yet. I discovered your podcast about six or seven months ago, heard like the newest couple of episodes, and immediately just started working backwards. So yeah. I'm probably through a year's worth, maybe a little more than a year's worth. Instant fan, I, I have to tell you. So for it for any of our three listeners that don't don't already listen to you uh plug it up deals with horror films and it and it uh takes a a feminist perspective and you deal with what you call the uh um my brain's going to break the monstrous monstrous motherhood uh monstrous menstruation um that sort of thing what did uh was that immediately the plan when you thought of doing a podcast that you wanted to look at movies through that lens? Or did you first say, I want to talk about horror movies. Let's develop what it's going to be as we go. I think it really did come through the lens of the monstrous feminine. I've always loved like a, a lady monster and looking at the ways that womanhood or that, you know, gender in general plays into a monster's characterization. And I love, I don't know. I love watching Carrie tear things oh. apart. Yeah. As she comes into her, you know, postmenstrual rage, I really like watching monstrous mothers deal with monstrous babies or just sort of figure out what life is like when you're the mother to a, you know, Satan baby or something like that. And um, yeah, I just like watching ladies be be spooky and scary. And I love a final girl. So just need to look at it from a gender perspective. See, I so I love that because as a horror fan, I've gotten very used to a lot of horror is very misogynistic. Um, there's, there's a lot of making women and women's sexuality, the monstrous thing and in a bad way. So it's, it's very fun for me to see that kind of turned on its head and see thinking about the, the monstrous feminine, but how can we celebrate it? So I, I honestly love that. And, you know, there's, you know, and I, I still have a soft spot for a lot of that horror though. A lot of that, like boob forward horror one could say um you know like the mid 80s and stuff like that i still have so much love for it it's just a different part of the genre that you know needs its own little exploration oh don't so. get don't get me wrong i i love a good movie that's a lot of boobs and beheadings i mean yes. there's there's something lovely about that but at the same time you know it's down, a lot of it's very misogynistic it yeah, really is it can be. Yeah, yeah yeah you've got to you've, you've got to kind of take a second and hold your nose as you're going in <laughs> but Casey, Josh, don't don't speak too much. You're yeah, guys, stop <laughs> stop talking over us. <laughs> he he gives us no room to, to cut in. I'm sorry. That's why I tell people talk over me. What, what is it, Huey Lewis and in, in Back to the Future? Can you guys please keep it down? No, can you keep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, Casey, can you guys just keep it down a little? <laughs> sorry. So we are going to talk about the menu tonight which is a lovely little piece of satire a bit, a bit of nastiness from the last year um this year actually gave us two 
wonderful, wonderful satires about income inequality, The Menu, and Triangle of Sadness. Uh, Caitlin, did you see Triangle of Sadness? I did not, but if that's the theme, I would like to. Uh, It's... It's so I know Casey saw it. Casey, you watched it. It's, I did. It's it's weird. It was really good, it's, but it's, it's really weird. Well, so here's the deal: the like three minutes of vomiting and the literal river of shit were a little hard to take, but yeah. it's got a point about income inequality. But who doesn't love so, shitting? So. Everybody does. Yes, thank you, thank you. Jo- Josh, did you see Triangle of Sadness? I have not yet. You bastard. Did you watch the menu? No. <laughs> no, this is the second time like, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you're, you're playing Joey's part tonight. Yeah, I know. Normally it's Joe. Hold yeah, on. I, I got to do a thing. Joey, did you like the menu? Oh, it was wonderful. What was your favorite part? When they were just looking at the menu and trying to decide what they wanted, it was great. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So I don't do my research. No, he doesn't I'm do just any the research. He's, he just punches the buttons. So for all three of the people out there listening, um, the menu is the story of some people going out to eat at a very fancy restaurant called Hawthorne. It's on an island. You get on a little boat and go there. It's $1,250 a plate with a very limited seating, and you are given an exquisite 12-course meal. This particular night, the chef has planned the best menu anyone will ever have, and I don't want to give it away, honestly. I don't want to spoil it completely if I can keep from it, but so, you know what? No, there's no way to not spoil it. So the people eating are, in a, in a way, the menu this night. They're going to eat different courses that tell part of a story, and the story is about how these rich people suck the lives out of things. It's about how the chef, played by Rafe Fiennes, has lost all joy from what he does because of the people who have commodified eating. He has reached a point in his life where only the very wealthy can come to his restaurant, and they don't actually appreciate it, and so he's going to kill everyone. That's, honestly, that's that's what the movie is, right? I mean, that's... That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's the that's the plot. Uh, you you rich fucks don't get what I'm doing. You've destroyed it, so you're all gonna die, and it's a work of art, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So, I um, actually so. When I sat down and thought, we're going to talk about this movie, I, I thought, well, I definitely want to talk about Triangle of Sadness from this year because it has similar themes. And I also immediately thought of Luis Buñuel's The Exterminating Angel, which I am certain Casey's seen The Exterminating Angel. No, yeah, I have not. bastard. Okay, Never but heard jo- of it. Josh? What? Why do you do this to me? Why are you doing this? Why are you? Josh, have you seen Luis Buñuel's The Exterminating Angel? No, I've See, seen Highway to Heaven. So you disappoint me. I, I know Casey doesn't well, that's watch not a art first. films. I, Casey doesn't watch art films, but you do sometimes. Caitlin, are you familiar with Luis Buñuel's The Exterminating Angel? I am not. Now I feel terrible. No, you I should. thought you were going to ask if it was ready or not. Because no. ready or not feels like two other guys said it. Never heard of it. this too. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The exterminating angel. A bunch of rich people go to a dinner party, and no one wants to be the first to leave because that would be rude. And time passes, and nobody's being the first to leave. And eventually they realize they actually can't leave until everything kind of breaks down into a real Lord of the Flies type situation, Um, which I honestly – that's what I wanted to bring up too. But sitting here talking about it, I realized the movie that really connects with this is Pig, the Nicolas Cage film. The the scene where he goes to the restaurant of the guy who he had trained and – is talking to him and it's the 
here's the special foam and the emulsion, and we've got a twig on it. And he's like, what, what happened to you? Didn't you want to open a restaurant where you made scotch eggs? Wasn't that the thing you wanted to do? And now you're doing this for the rich people. You've, you've just completely given up your dream and what you believe in to cater to the wealthiest of the wealthy. And no idea where I was going. Good story. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. It thanks. makes sense. It makes yeah, sense to yeah. me. And I, like I said, it reminded me a little bit of Ready or Not. You know, the whole yes. sort of like. I mean, we even get the line from mm. Smarrow Weaving, like "fucking rich people." Fucking you know, like that that whole vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't actually feel bad. Okay, so when everyone's burning at the end, spoiler alert. Um, when everyone's burning at the end to make the delicious s'mores. I feel a little bad for Lake Wazamo, but I kind of feel like that's just because I kind of like John Lake Wazamo. You know, if that was played by anyone else, I probably wouldn't have any real sympathy for the character. Yeah. What about his assistant? <sighs> no student loans. Yeah, yeah, she's upper class family, so yeah. yeah, she she seems less bad. Honestly, the the creepy guy who. Um, who was clearly having sex with his daughter. Um, and that's why he went to a prostitute to pretend to be his daughter. Um, so his wife, I kind of feel bad for her because she seems yeah. like maybe she's definitely not as bad as him because, you know, not molesting the daughter, but also she seems like maybe she just married this guy and didn't know what kind of world this was. She has like aloof, rich white lady vibes though yeah. that are kind of like, all right, like, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah, those rich white people. <laughs> well, she's just like very like, well, last year we had the trout. Yes. It's like, oh, God, no, shut no. up. Cod, cod. <laughs> the cod, yeah. 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 yeah, and she didn't know how many times they went to a $1,250 plate yeah. restaurant. Yeah, it's so true. It's true. Not a whole lot to feel sorry about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just me, zero. <laughs> no, didn't you go to that one? Oh, no, that wasn't a restaurant. That that was that other. That was, yeah, never mind. Different podcast. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. That's our Vegas After Dark show. Yeah. And um, So here's the deal. Casey, you have said zero about this movie. Please tell me, what did you think of the menu? Give me your deep oh, insight. I don't have deep insights, but I loved it. I mean, I, I can't really say anything that you haven't said because that's exactly what I got out of it. Um, but he, I said fuck all, man. <laughs> but the my favorite part, and this is another spoiler, but my favorite part is the very end, uh, you know, where she asked him to make a cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. And you can see that he, you know, he, he thinks that she cares yeah. and that, you know, he, he, he thinks back to when he was younger yeah. and, you know, when he made that cheeseburger and won an award for it or whatever she saw in that photo. So you can tell, like, he's genuinely, like, he, he feels love for making food again. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and then I just love how, how she, you know, she gets to leave. Um, that, that whole scene was just, that was the best scene in the film. So, I Caitlin, you, you mentioned Ready or Not, so... I don't think I'm the only person who has seen the connection, the end of Ready or Not, with Samara Weaving sitting there, covered in blood and fucked up, smoking the cigarette while everything burns behind her, and the end of this, with her sitting there with her cheeseburger on the boat while everything burns down. I think that's there. there there's something almost iconic about that that pose. Just honestly, it's better than the kind of cliche cool dude walking away as walking something away, explodes yeah. behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's more relaxed. Yeah. yeah, it's more like yeah, you're finally letting go and watching yeah. the assholes yeah. burn. Yeah, just, which is like yeah. the end is very, I mean, very midsummer, very yes. hereditary with like yes. the the crowns mm. of chocolate and everything, and it's melting down, and then the marshmallow suits. Like it's very ritualistic, and then the fire coming up. It's a great aesthetic. Like it looks it's, awesome. It's, it's beautiful, and it's it's so ridiculous because. It's so he, funny. He turns them <laughs> into s'mores. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it's great. So so Josh hates Midsommar. 
Absolutely. I tried it twice. I can't do a third. Oh, I can't do understand. it. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't know because I, I love movies like that. I love uh, – God, I hate that movie so much I forgot her name. Uh, Florence Pugh. I love her. She's yeah. great. Um, but I just it just doesn't work. And, and then Nate says there's a longer version. I said yes, go to hell. there's a longer version. Yeah, you got to watch yeah. the director's yes, cut. Yes, you have yeah. got to watch the director's yeah. cut. Josh is itching for a bear suit. Yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> but damn. I don't understand how you can look at that final shot. With that smile that is just the most obscene thing that's ever happened. I don't know. I mean, the story's great. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I don't want two hours of it, I guess. I, but it was just. Maybe it's just too long for some people. Yeah, I, I mean, I could nine, see that. I, I wanted nine hours of it. <laughs> I could, I could just live there. Honestly, yeah. I would go to that thing. I, I, knowing that I would end up like a blood eagle or something, I'd still go. <laughs> I mean. Well, the first part would be great. It's just hanging out and getting high. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if it's like hallucinogenic tea and somebody like tells me where I need to be, I'll pick flowers backwards I'm and whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's I'm, fine. I'm all about the hallucinogenic tea. <laughs> tired of making tea. decisions. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know about getting hit, hit on the head with a hammer after you jump off the cliff wrong. Well, hey, you fucked it up. That's his yeah. fault. Yeah. 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 How do you not go head first? You go head first. It's in it's in the instruction manual, people. Head first. Well, that's why you go feet first into a pool, because it's not going to hurt as much. So why would you do it into concrete? Mm. Or not concrete, but rocks and sand and everything. It's just, mm. no. Wait, you go feet first into the pool? Well, yeah. No, mm. I mean, when you when you don't, don't know how to dive and you have a head the size of a watermelon like me, then yeah. <laughs> I, always went, I always went belly first. Now you're right? fucking with me. <laughs> I don't get in water. No, that's wrong. That shit's Clearly. Because that your insides would have been on the outside. That, that shit is fucked up. Don't get in water, man. It's like a tablespoon. That's all it takes to kill you. Would, 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 you, would you eat something if a tablespoon of it would kill you? No. Well, see, so stay out of water. <laughs> So, anyway, the menu. I don't know. I loved it, honestly. Joey? I loved it. Okay, but what was your favorite part other than when they were looking at the menu? Uh, that one scene at the end Casey talked about was great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It was amazing. I'm just the director. You don't know. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice if we prepared for this stuff. So, what was What's everyone's that? favorite or least favorite part of the film? The, the hmm. credits were great. <laughs> you know, there was a part in that, and I can't remember because I've only I watched it once when it first came out, and I I don't retain information very well. But there was a part <laughs> where they were, where they all went where they all went outside, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the well, men had to go off and run. Yeah. Yeah, so there was that there was that woman who came up and did something to the chef, and I can't remember what she it was. She stabbed him in the leg with a pair of scissors. Yeah, that, that was so in weird. retribution like, for <laughs> he 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 had tried to have sex with her. She rebuffed him. He tried again. She rebuffed him, and then he punished her by refusing to talk to her and or look directly at her for eight months. So he's taking his punishment for that. Yeah, I mean it was a cool scene. It was just very bizarre. Um, I mean, he recognized, they're, they're... okay, so part, part of this is that they're not just punishing the rich people who eat there or the people who are wrecking our society. They're recognizing that they're also the problem, right? So he recognizes that he is commodifying food, and, and he recognizes that he treats the people under him like they are less than him or less important than him, and he has treated women like objects so he has to take his comeuppance as well or or else it's hollow well and don't they mention in his taco tuesday spiel that his father had stabbed his mother yeah. so, someone got stabbed or his mom stabbed yeah. his dad somebody yeah. got stabbed and then he, later he, he stabbed, gets stabbed he stabbed the dad stabbed. with a pair okay. of scissors to stop him from strangling the right. mom yes yes and then he gets stabbed with scissors during yes. that yes spot. so it's like that's his, like, in his mind, that's how punishment works, I guess. Yeah, I like yeah. that little sort of parallel. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and also, he, 
despite not wanting to, has become something like his father. His father is abusive to the mother, and he is being abusive to the women who work for him in a different way, but still being abusive. So he also has to take his punishment. He has to take his medicine. I So my favorite part was Tyler, just in general, as a character, because he's so fucking annoying, but I love watching him. Oh, okay. When he's, like, with his phone, taking the pictures, and when... Yeah. When the women are separated and the men are supposed to go run and hide or whatever in that scene that we were just talking about. And Tyler's like looking in the window and like trying to figure out what the women are doing and like what special courses they might be getting. He's just so out of touch and so such an asshole, especially when you find out that he knew all along. Yes, he brought her there to die. Yeah, Yeah, you hate him. My God, the performance is so funny. Like he's just so good. Okay, do you watch Succession? No, I really want to, though. I've heard it's great. I swear to God, his character should be on succession, and he's like the guy that all the others would destroy <laughs> without even meaning to. Just just like because he was kind of there, and they just fuck him up and destroy him. It's, <laughs> yeah, he, that, that character is amazing, and I don't know how he makes— I have seen him, Nicholas Holt. I have seen him in other things. I don't know how he made his eyes that dead. His, his eyes are just lifeless. There is nothing in them in this movie. And I don't know how he did it. Is, I don't know if it's a special effect, if they hired somebody to digitally do his eyes. It's amazing. But we've all met someone like that who's yeah. like yeah. super dismissive, super snooty. And it's just like, oh, f- like a jerk off motion with your hand. Like, fuck off. Like, that's the vibe, you yeah. know? No, you don't yeah. have to talk about me like that. <laughs> 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 well, that's brutal tonight. I, I absolutely love that. He is so sure that he knows everything about food. It's everything. And it, and it takes Slowick, what, seven seconds to destroy him? I, I just, I absolutely love that. That's, it's beautiful. It's, it's a perfect comeuppance. So anyway. And the title card of Tyler's bullshit for his. Yes, yes. It's just so funny. Like, yes. that, it all came together. It's just so fun. The, well, especially since that follows The Mess. Which I think mm-hmm. was was the best title card that that poor bastard offing himself because although he's very very good he'll never be great. Mm. Yeah. So guys, do you ever feel like you know you're at work, you're doing your job, and you know you're very good at it, but you'll never be great? You ever think about offing yourself because of that? Mm, no to the second part, but <laughs> no, I'm pretty <laughs> no, shit at my job. I, I, I was gonna say I've never felt good at my job, so that's. Yeah. You know. I feel like I'm just just good enough not not to get fired sometimes. But that's uh, honestly all you need to be. Honestly, yeah. that's that's. that's the I mean, <laughs> unless they're paying you like eight figures, you don't need to do any more than that. I'm yeah, well, that's not. I think I'm great at my job. <laughs> I love what I do. I, I love my job. Joey <laughs> is a hitman. So. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Like, not all of us can work at the cool it? sex toy factory, but <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah. I've been testing these dildos all day and yeah. I am good at it. That's a side job. Side job. That's a volunteer gig. You know, I I really do like the menu. I feel like I've seen it. I saw it in theaters and then I've watched it a few times with folks on HBO. And I I keep thinking back to Anthony Bourdain. I feel like a lot of folks yeah. out there are probably big fans of his yeah. and you know, R.A.P. and loved him. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder what he would think of the messaging of this movie. And I feel like in general, he would really like the criticism of like hoity-toity fine dining. Mm-hmm. But there, there's something about, and I love Anya Taylor-Joy, and I really like her character yeah. of Margot yeah. slash Aaron. Yeah. But something about the delivery of the lines, or maybe just the lines themselves, of like it wasn't made with love, mm-hmm. feels like a little twee yeah. to me, like a little precious. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I feel like if Bourdain were watching this, he would be in it, in it, in it, and then be like, oh, fuck off. Like, you know, like, uh, that's gonna, like, love is the secret ingredient. It feels like a little precious. So I don't know. I, I don't, for whatever reason, on rewatches, I've, like, a little bit wished for something maybe, like, a little bit more cutting, a little bit more mm-hmm. brutal. I like that she, you know, outsmarts him and is, you know, checkmate with with that yeah. whole thing I, I like that she can see the long game and is playing him uh but I, I guess i i just wanted something a little less sweet yeah you know yeah. that makes sense well I, so i'm not i very much like the ending i do but there's part of me that thinks the ending might be more real if 
she doesn't get away if if she mm-hmm. dies with them if everyone burns up together um it, it might have a little more bite i i like movies where everyone dies i mean the wild bunch is one of my favorite films i think that uh there's there's just something about the nihilism of it that that speaks to me yeah and like you know she could have gotten away in another manner i guess yeah, i just yeah. for whatever reason like i like the mind games of it but i was like yeah. hey, come on like <laughs> i don't know i don't know <laughs> Look, I make an awfully good spaghetti, but I don't love it. So, I mean, I saw yeah, a video of somebody loving spaghetti, and honestly, I'm not eating it. Uh, a part of me thought that maybe the the burger she was eating was like poisoned or something, which okay, could have been another that. that could have been another way. I've seen that on, online. There's somebody. So when they're when they're doing the tour going through beforehand and they're talking mm. about how long they age the beef and someone's like, what if you aged it one more day? Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose the bacteria would attack your organs. And and so people are saying that the burger's poison. It's yeah, it's going to kill her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think that's what the movie intended, but yeah, yeah. It's cool to postulate yeah. that, though, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, but everyone did a great job. Like, I, I love Anya Taylor-Joy. I like that she's having, you know, she, Florence Pugh, and Jenna Ortega are like, they're like, here are your mm. scream queens. And I'm like, okay, I got it. <laughs> but I, I do like her in this. I think she's really good. As an ensemble cast, it all really works, mm. too. The the woman who plays, like, the Mater D. Yes. I don't oh, know yeah. if that's the right word. Oh, but with her little, so with her little bolo tie. There's yeah. something about that Tortillas bolo tie. Tortillas deliciosas. Yeah, yes. like, she's so funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love her. Honestly, the the entire the entire cast is great. I, I there's there's something about Leguizamo. I don't know. It doesn't matter what he does. I like him. I don't I don't know. I, I I don't want to. I'm a big believer in no heroes. Don't look up to people, especially famous people, because guess what? They're all gonna suck. But I don't know. I feel like me and Leguizamo would be friends. He should call me if he needs help moving. <laughs> did you like him in uh, Violent Night that came out this yes. past year? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just watch him in anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I yeah, he's great. Yeah. Except for the past, not the past. Okay, so here's the deal. What kind of movie is that? <laughs> it's a shitty movie. No, but, but, <laughs> kind, okay, we've been through this. What kind of movie is it? It's a comedy. That's right. What do I not watch? Comedies. That's right. <laughs> is there a big body count, or do you get come out of the movie wanting to kill yourself? Then I didn't watch. Well, I think Casey. Well, wanted maybe to the latter. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess. I guess honestly, yeah. All the Rob Schneider comedies. You come out of those wanting to kill yourself. Mm. So I guess. Yeah, I those are. Those, yeah. those are bad. Especially yeah. with you know the perspective we have now. Yeah. God, why is it like that? Huh. Oh. So, everybody, uh, rating the menu on a scale of one to five, nine to banana, uh, severed heads, whatever you prefer. Casey? I'd give it a four out of five. It's great. Uh, it's not, you know, one of my all-time favorites, but, um, yeah, You're it's, a fool, it's really good. You're a fool. <laughs> it should be your... Perfect movies are hard, hard to come by, and it's not a perfect movie. Yeah, I know. It's just the, the thing, Videodrome and Dot and the Dead. Yeah, exactly. The three, the three perfect movies. Josh, <laughs> did you watch it? Say something about this damn movie before you tell me what you rate it. Uh, the menu is a movie from two thousand. <laughs> no, I, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of wish that um this movie was released. Well, it was released last year, but I mean, like at the tail end, we couldn't get a hold of it. Um, it would have been on my top ten whenever yeah. we did that mm-hmm. earlier. Um, that would have been on my top ten of last year, but uh, it might be on the top ten of this year. I don't know. But it was really good. I'm going to go with four or four or five. Four okay. out of five, I mean. Okay. Uh, 4.5. 4. Shit. 5. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> um, okay, bye. No. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I loved it for all the reasons that everybody else has said. And I mean, like uh, with uh, Tyler at the end, just, you know, like you said, seven seconds to just completely destroy yeah. him. And then yeah. he's in the cooler hanging. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> from all of his perspective throughout the whole movie to just nope. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know who I. So really... what the fuck did he say to him? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> you know what he said? I know what he said. He said, "I know you hate when people do this in movies." 
I just, I just, I, I want to know if Josh got that reference. Oh. No. So I know Casey didn't. No. Caitlin, do you get that reference? Uh, on the spot now, I feel like I don't. I thought I did in the moment, but now I'm like, fuck, I was too stupid for this. <laughs> Community, it's the last thing Charlie oh. says to Abed before he, before he leaves. He leans in and says, I know you hate when people do this in movies. <laughs> beautifully, beautifully sweet moment. Of the only good TV show in the history of TV shows. Except maybe Barney no. Miller. Breaking Bad. Mm, it's okay. It's okay. It's better okay. It's not. It's okay. Oh, the, the guy's a bad the guy, Walking and Dead. he does bad things. Well, Walking Dead's good for like four seasons. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was tough. I, I, I did check out for shit probably a year, about halfway through, and then. So what? I don't um, even. I don't remember. So Terminus. I don't remember what season that is. Honestly, you get through Terminus, you can quit. That's that's the peak of the show. Yeah, that's actually that's about I where quit. I quit. Yeah. yeah. But then what but then when I picked it back up, I mean it was still off the rails, but it was really good. I mean it ended amazing. I loved Did it. Did it? I didn't watch the last yeah, season. It, it was awesome. So I here's loved the it. deal. So good. I, I can't stand Negan. And if they're keeping Negan, Negan around, I just can't. No, he's just he, annoying. My, he's my favorite character. No, he's like just my annoying. daughter wants to kill me for saying that. Yeah, your daughter's right. I'm once again, I am once again <laughs> taking your daughter's side. She's right on her vegetarianism. She's right on her politics, and she's right about Negan. Yeah. So anyway, call your daughter up. She's going to replace you. <laughs> yeah. So Caitlin, what's your rating of the menu? You know, this, so I, I made a top 10 list for 2022, and this did make it. I don't remember where it was on the top 10, but it, it was on there. Uh, I really enjoyed this. It was a fun theater experience. I feel like I I saw it with my, my mom and my aunt, and I feel like I leaned over to them at various times, and I was like, that's Voldemort. That's, that's Voldemort. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you want to blow somebody's mind, you know, maybe isn't a big movie person. Um so I love the movie-going experience. I've enjoyed watching this with folks now that we have it streaming at home. And it's just fun. I feel like it's accessible also to people that are not big horror folks or not big yeah. gore people, yeah. um, which is, you know, we all have a few of those in our life that we want to introduce into the genre but that are a little bit timid about it. This is a good way to do it. So, so my wife is very – so she likes uh, the Universal Monsters from the 40s and 50s. So she'll sit down and watch The a Woman Mummy of Taste. or Dracula or something like that with me. Um, and I can get her to watch Dawn of the Dead or The Thing, and she'll she'll put up with them again. But if I say, ooh, here's this shot-on-video zombie movie from, from Japan in 1987 where horrible things happen to people's eyes, she's out. Just no, go fuck yourself, no. She loved the menu. So she, in fact, she watched it twice with me. So, so see, there you yeah. go. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, my will... wife, I was sorry. My, uh, my wife doesn't even like watching movies, but she watched this one and really loved it. So wait yeah. a minute. Hold on. I, she, no, she, she, she doesn't no, like she, watching movies. She doesn't in general. No. She does. She she does watch some. Like she loves Casino. She loves gangster movies like Goodfellas, stuff like that. But in general, she doesn't watch movies. She watches a lot of shows. You know, I I saw Cocaine Bear this past Friday oh, with God, a group I of friends. See that. Okay. It was mm -hmm. we had the best time. Uh, but I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, "Oh, where's Eric, her her longtime boyfriend?" And she was like, "You know, Eric just doesn't really like movies." And I was like, "But what? <laughs> like, I don't." Come <laughs> 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 It's just foreign to folks that really like movies. Like weird, this was yeah. cute. I mean, like, yeah. what do you what do you do with your what what do you what what do you do? I mean, he does his own thing, and I was like, oh, you know what? That's true. He's not part of it. She said is like an attention span thing. He's just not interested in like sitting down for two hours and sitting they make still short watching films. Movies. Short films. They do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I, do. I don't. But see, I you should see Cocaine Bear in theaters though, if you can. I often think about this. So, William Hurst was like the richest person in the world in like 1890. 
why would he want to be? What would you do with it? There were no movies. There were no video games. Once you bought a house and had enough to eat and decent clothes, the fuck do you need more money for? It's not like you can buy more DVDs. <laughs> what do you, I, I just I don't understand it. What, what was the money for? No Blu-rays at the time. Yeah. yeah. What was he going to do? Huh? Prostitutes. That's yeah. not even that much money, though. I mean, <laughs> he had millions of dollars. They didn't have cocaine yet. Oh, they had all kinds of fun stuff. Laudanum, sure, but that was cheap. It's like a nickel. It's like a nickel. I don't get it. I don't even know what rich people want all the money for now, and we do have Blu-rays. Have you seen Fresh? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what they're doing. (laughs) We're just buying body parts to eat. They're in their cannibal syndicate, buddy. (laughs) Okay, I, I have to say, so... Kidnapping women to butcher them for food is obviously bad, so I want to plant a flag there. Hot take. Cannibalism is bad. Kidnapping is bad. Cannibalism, though, doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. I mean, if the person already died. Look, if you've listened to the show, I love a cannibalism movie. I love it. Yeah, I simply love it. Loved Fresh. It was my number one of last year. Fresh, fresh and uh, a lot of people thought that's the direction the menu was going to go. Yeah, I am glad that it didn't because I was yeah. like that would have been kind of predictable, whatever. Yeah. But a lot of people did think, yeah. and yeah. I was like, you know what? If it goes there, that's comfort territory for me. <laughs> but I'm glad that it was a little bit different. So. so I actually thought it was going to turn into a most dangerous game kind of thing. Yeah. Because the, yeah. the one trailer really leaned into you try to get away and we'll hunt you. So Yeah, the outside yeah. thing. And then yeah. the guy's like, we're going to die here. And it's like, yeah, yeah. 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 So. yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was nice the last guy who gets caught gets a special dessert. So. Yeah, that was, that was me. That kind of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that kind of, that kind of, it's okay now that you die because you got this chocolate thing. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm sorry, I didn't give my number. I'm going to go four out of five. Four out of five. Four out of five. Okay. See, I, I kind of lean into, yeah, the four and a half. Casey doesn't do points. I don't do halves. You will do a half a point. I will go, I will go 4.497. You know why, Casey? Because fuck you. Just, yeah, exactly. Letterbox is going to release a new fractional <laughs> decimal system. <laughs> so, speaking about movies that are about income inequality and how much rich people suck, because they really, 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 really do, um, Anybody else have any great anti-capitalism movies that they'd like to talk about, bring up? What's what's your top ten anti-capitalist movies? <laughs> Ready or Not's a big one for me. That's a great Just one. because it, it just rules. It's so funny yeah. and it's so good. But uh, Your Next also comes to mind. Oh, I love that movie. See, and that movie's got... That, that movie has friend of the show. Yeah, Barry it Festival. sure does. It yeah. has our queen, Barbara Crampton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Adam Wingard's it's a great, great movie. movie. Oh, God, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely love Your Next. Guys, do you like Your Next? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it in, what, 10, 12 yeah. years? But... I haven't seen it since it came out, but yeah, it was good. I'll loan you my copy. I've actually got it. I, I did pick it up. I just haven't unwrapped it to rewatch <laughs> it, but I've got it. All right, all right. My favorite Classic an- horror fan behavior. I'll collect yeah. the DVD. I just haven't yeah. opened it yet. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got so... My wife keeps saying to me, you don't need to buy more movies until you watch all the movies you have. And I keep saying, well, I mean, that can never happen because I have too many. I I will die before I make it through all of them. <laughs> My favorite anti-capitalist movie is Luis Buñuel's The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, which I know Josh loves. I know like two of those words. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch Buñuel. Buñuel and Salvador Dali uh, made um, Uncian Andalou, which is a movie I know Casey would love. It has a razor blade slicing an eyeball. It has ants eating a human hand. It has a piano. Sounds great. What was it called again? Uh, Uncian Andalou. Uh, In English, an Andalusian dog. Mm. It's a short... It's like 20 minutes in and out. You're done. 
It's Salvador uh, Dali, the, one of the greatest artists of the 20th century. Luis they love Bunuel. a surrealist. Bunuel went to the uh, premiere with stones in his pockets in case the audience attacked him. Oh, I thought it was going to be like walk into the ocean. No, no, well, no, <laughs> no, no he, he was just prepared to be murdered by the audience. So he thought he'd Damn. be able to fight back. Yeah, yeah. Although that, yeah, that's, how, that's how Virginia Woolf went, so. Yeah, yeah, it's very romantic in a yeah. way. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I threaten it a lot, which is not funny, but it's funny to me. So, I, I think a lot of things are funny, and they're probably yes, not. Like, you so, know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to look at my list of other anti-capitalist movies. What What are some others for you? American Keep this going. American hey, Psycho yes. is a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Josh, come on, you think deeply about stuff. Waterworld. Actually, that's not bad. Thank you. I, I thought you were going to make a joke, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> no, I've been thinking right. about this the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, Parasite. That was a good one. Oh, of course. Movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Somebody make a letterbox playlist of these. Pa I think pa that, okay. that would Parasite be is one of those rare instances where the uh, Oscar for best picture went to the best picture. It's happened like yeah. three times, I think. I got invited to an Oscar party next weekend, and I don't, I haven't seen like any of them. I saw Tar, and oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't. Yeah, oh, she's a yeah. terrible person, and things well, of course, well yeah. for her at the end. I okay, yeah. I to mean, me, it felt like a little bit like they were cashing in, or like they're like, okay, Kate Blanchett, super hot in a suit. Like, yeah, she looks fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, but they were like, let's make it like she's like a gross boomer dude but she's a lesbian and it's yeah. like that is not that revolutionary i've met plenty of <laughs> shitty lesbians like that's not as funny or as cool as you think it is it's not that groundbreaking so i'm i am i have my fingers crossed for everything everywhere all at once to win best picture because honestly yeah it was it so good. It. yeah it was so good yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, a movie with hot dog fingers made me cry so yeah uh, i had crazy. a uh, I had an A24 themed birthday party because I'm a fucking nice. jackass. That's awesome. Uh, but the host, she and her partner had the hot dog finger. They were the hot dog finger lesbians and they had the gloves and they're very vascular. Like you, you can see the veins on the gloves that you buy for it. And um, it was great. So there was a googly eye birthday cake. It was so fun. Okay. But did, did anyone get in the bear suit or I, mean, I brought I a bear suit. It was the big queen because okay. I, you know, it's your party. It's so, my yeah. birthday, you know? party. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I brought a stuffed bear, but no one was in the bear suit. Oh, okay, no. okay. We had a lot of, you know, there were a lot of horror fans, which I appreciated. We played a 24 Pictionary with like movie titles, um, but we did have a lot of euphoria characters for the folks that are not horror people, but wanted to participate in a 24. So see, I've never seen that show. I haven't euphoria? either. It's a lot of face glitter though. No, is it? Okay. It's, it's good. It's really good. Isn't it? About, my wife and I loved it. Isn't it about high school kids? I mean, it is. But yeah, it's like, not something I would like, normally watch. But Okay, but it, isn't it like high school kids and sex? Because when you say that, yeah. it's just like I'm out. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> they're not really high school kids, so. I don't know. Okay, what, what are, like Zendaya is like 20-something, right? Which honestly, yeah, high school kid. That's a I've child. heard it's really good. I have. It and is. I, it is and really you know, good. Between that and the bling ring, those were like the options and everything everywhere for the folks yeah. that were – not yeah. horror yeah. 24 people yeah. so yeah so every yeah. everybody should come as black philip we did have one can, he oh, was nice great. okay yeah yeah, yeah. so you will all just live deliciously yeah yeah that that's all i want for anyone yeah. oh we had a marcel the shell with shoes on too that was cute so See, i haven't seen that yet I, I i need to but i haven't yet i like jenny slate isn't she the the voice yeah, of marcel yeah, yeah yeah i think she wrote it didn't she oh i don't know i, I like her so. a lot I think, but... I think she wrote it yeah yeah. Damn. Good yeah. for her. All right, guys. More anti-capitalist movies. Uh, they live, which I have not oh, watched. Oh, damn! Yet. I you didn't never seen They Live. I so I told you I, I so I actually again I've got the steel book that I haven't uh... watched yet, but I, I I was watching it one night and I think I fell asleep or something like halfway through. So I do, I need to watch it. You need I to know, watch it. Yeah. It's, I know tons it, of people love it. It has so. probably the best fist fight ever on, on film. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also society. So, that's a, oh, that's society's a good one. Oh, society is so fun. It's that's, the shunting. That's crazy. 
Yeah, As that one's crazy. I host uh, I host horror trivia here in in Richmond, Virginia. If anyone out there is listening from Richmond, and uh, I did like a society question, and the answer was the shunting. Like I wanted people to name the act, and I was surprised at how many people got it. It really warmed my heart. So, <laughs> so that movie has really. So what? It was made in like '88, didn't get released till like '92, and then like. 2015 suddenly everyone knew it existed it, it's absolutely crazy it's a great movie yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it does fit the bill for the list so yeah, yeah. come on give me something I else the people under the stairs no oh, yeah that would like, yeah yeah it's about count. greedy landlords greedy slumlords. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's a good one we're gonna get sean whalen on you know he's roach he's scheduled so if he yeah, shows that's up, gonna be great. Yeah. him and Harley Whalen. Yeah, him and Harley Whalen are coming on together. That's gonna be nuts. That's awesome. Wallen, Harley Wallen. Talking about you made me Wallen. mispronounce his name, all. huh? <laughs> Talking about beneath us. And also crust. Yeah. yeah. Crust. Yeah. I get a. I've got a credit in crust. That's Some awesome. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's special thanks. I won a contest. <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I got a signed photo that will be coming, and I get the special thanks. I'm famous. And how Love do you that. get that? Yeah. Huh? How do you get that? Uh, I believe you created like a hundred Facebook accounts to, uh, to cheat on that. For but that. I, I already had like I a dozen <laughs> Facebook accounts. <laughs> but, Pages. but hey, I just, I, you know, what you going to do? What Classic mail-in ballots. Just Damn right. <laughs> I said on uh, uh, Real great. Genius, Real Genius, the, the one guy just like runs off entries uh, for the, for, for contests with his supercomputer. He's like, I'll, I'll win 27.2% of the prizes, including the new car and the refrigerator. Nobody else has seen Real Genius. I've seen it multiple times. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. That's a comedy movie, though. How have you seen it? So it's different <laughs> because it's good. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're right. It is very good. I oh. also sometimes watch Westerns. Don't judge me. I recently got into westerns. Yeah, what you been yeah, watching? The, the only real western I like is Tombstone. That that is the only western style movie. Mm, I like. It's okay. You're okay. <laughs> you know, uh, so I, I have a buddy that I used to do a podcast with, Joe Ferry, called Films at First Sight. Mm -hmm. I had to step away, uh, but he's still doing it. And we went through a few Westerns, and he's going to be pissed because I can't think of the names of them. But I had a good time with them. And mm -hmm. I was, like, very curmudgeonly about it. I was like, I don't really want to do that. It's not really up my alley. But I was wrong. See, I like, a lot of fun. I, I like I like like Peckinpah with, with the, the angry, nihilistic Westerns, like, like the Wild Bunch. Um, I love spaghetti westerns, um, yes. Django, and Once Upon a Time in the West, and The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I love anything that rips off Japanese films, I guess, and moves them to the American <laughs> West. Um, and I, I have, uh, because of my childhood, I have a, a, a little special place for uh, uh, Clint Eastwood. So, although Clint Eastwood's a terrible person, but he's really good in a lot of westerns. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And also some of the John Wayne stuff, uh, The Searchers, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Those, those are good. Red River, it's horribly racist, but pretty exciting. So That's the thing about American Westerns. You just have to go, well, this one's terribly racist, but the gunfights <laughs> on point. The standoff was great. Yeah. <laughs> what is that one Western that's a, it's like a horror Western with uh, Kurt Russell in it? That's Bone Tomahawk. Yes, that's, Bone Tomahawk. that's really good. That is that is outstanding. Yeah, that's uh, it feels like a uh, uh, Umberto Lindsay movie or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. And then there's a spaghetti Western that I actually do own, uh, and I can't think of the name of it, but I got it from Vinegar Syndrome. Deadlock. Um, that's Vinegar it, Deadlock. Syndrome. Deadlock. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. okay. Okay, so these two idiots, Josh and Casey, <laughs> spin a thousand something to subscribe <laughs> because apparently they're rich. This idiot just spends a thousand something a year ordering their stuff without subscribing. So, yeah, so Joe, the friend I mentioned, he's like a subscriber, and I'm the like, what? Like the casual, like, yeah. I'll just buy whatever I want to buy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I spend way too yeah. much money on their stuff. I will say this: this is the second year in a row that I've subscribed, and I will say that like last year there was only maybe three movies that I didn't really care for. Yeah. 
out of what I got. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to subscribe again this year. Good ratio. Well, see, these guys can, these guys can sell me the stuff they end up getting and not wanting at a discount. So, which reminds me, I've already done it once. Have you dug, have you dug into that Hong Kong box yet to figure out if you want to keep it? I have not. I've been going through everything else first. See, um, and then and then February came in, so I had to watch those. Yeah, I need to know if you're going to sell me that or if I have to order it. Yeah, I should probably well, order it. Well, I mean, there's a chance that I might not, not like it either, but <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't got I to it yet. I got two, yeah. But, I, you know, yeah. like the last one I watched was that Goodbye 20th Century. Um, and I can't remember what, what was the – what country was that from? I can't Macedonia. Uh, it's from Macedonia. Yeah, Macedonia. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. I liked it. It was weird. But... I thought it was awesome. Okay, I haven't gotten that one yet, but honestly, the trailer looks lit. It really does. Yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy. Have you watched BioZombie yet? No, that's next on my list, actually. I so definitely want to watch that. I started that at like 5 a.m. this morning and then realized I wasn't awake enough to pay attention, <laughs> so I'm going to watch it tonight. So, But it's nice. awesome. It's awesome what I saw so far. So basically, a sports drink is going to turn people into zombies. That's I like that. I like a unique start to the zombie yeah. outbreak. You know, yeah. I, I just covered contracted Duh. where a necrophile has a necrophile yeah. assaults a woman and he passes to her. Mm-hmm. The zombie STD. That I was like, is so, that's like, mm. it's so good. The director yeah. reached out to me. I was like freaking the fuck out. I was so excited, but uh, I was like, what? A, I love that. I love, I don't love, the necrophile raping people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to be clear. The sound yeah. bite. Uh, but I do, I love the way that movie plays out. It's so interesting. It's so, so good. we're Great actually, uh, Najara Townsend that stars in that. I've actually been uh, going back and forth with her on email because she's going to come talk to us. But <laughs> she's, she's so going to wait till she's got, she's got a couple of new movies coming out, hopefully in fall or winter. So she's going to come on around that time. She was great in the stylist too. Yes, we are huge fans with of the stylist. In fact, so um, Josh is in Kansas City, and Joey and I right now are in Joplin, Missouri, and Casey's in Pittsburgh, Kansas. And so the stylist was filmed in Kansas City. So I I I've talked to Jill, the director, Mm -hmm. and we're actually probably going to go up to Kansas City and interview her at one of the locations, the actual salon where they filmed and. And do some stuff there. So that's going to be very exciting. We're, we're gonna go, that's really we're, cool. We're going to go she do a remote. Awesome. Oh, she is kicking ass. And she's her new yeah. movie is underway right now. And we're very, mm-hmm. very excited to see what she's doing next. Yeah. I follow her on social media. And I'm yeah. always like looking at I was like, what's she doing? What's that? What's that? You know, I like watching. <laughs> oh, did you see the the picture she posted the other day? It's like day 13. And it's just it's a wall just splattered with blood. And I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> that's awesome. That Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, we're moving in the direction that I want it to move. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that movie is so good. The stylist is so good. Absolutely. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, kids. So what else do we want to talk about before we wrap up for the evening? I think that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) I I'd like to make a pitch for folks to go see Cocaine Bear. I uh The group was was mixed going in, our group that was like, I don't want to see this, I'm being dragged to see this. And some of us were very genuinely excited. And I haven't had that much fun in the theater in a long time. Having a full theater definitely helped. And, yeah. and usually I don't want anyone near me in the theater. I mm. want to be the only one. I don't want anyone near me. Yeah. <laughs> but for Cocaine Bear, it was wonderful. And the energy, like the crowd was popping off. It was it was a lot of fun. So if you have the chance to see it in the theater with some friends, that's the right vibe to go in for it with. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get to see it this week, so... Very yeah. excited. What about uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Have you seen that? Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah. You know, I haven't. Yeah. I really admire the fact that they released that like the day Winnie the Pooh went into the public domain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were That's just awesome. fucking waiting, and I, I really <laughs> admire that. So I, I would see it. I just haven't yet. It's like they could see that pile of cash, and they're just like, okay. Even the if there was no cash, I feel like they'd be like, you know. Yeah, they're just, just doing it for it. fun. Yeah. And, and they've already talked about doing some other things, too, yeah. in the Disney yeah. properties. So Good. You know yeah. what? Good for them. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Honestly, <clears throat> so A.A. Milne's dead. You're not hurting him. And um, fuck Disney. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I'm all Careful. for it. No. Speaking of A.A. Milne being dead, you see Bill Watterson's back? Yep. Calvin and Hobbes? Mm. He's, he he is know. actually 
You don't know Calvin and Hobbes? Wait a minute. I know Calvin and Hobbes, but uh, <laughs> I don't know who he is. The, the, the writer artist of Calvin and Hobbes who retired like 25 years ago, maybe? He's got a, uh, a graphic novel coming out. It's not Calvin and Hobbes. It's apparently like a grown-up horror story. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm really yeah. excited about it. Yeah, yeah. He- I'm going to be all yeah, over just, that. His whole story is fascinating because there isn't one. <laughs> he, he retreated from the public eye, yeah. won't talk to anybody. He disappeared. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He did it right. See, yeah. you, you, you look at Dilbert out there, and it's like, you know, oh, you could have done a Waterston and just be sitting in your castle on your piles of cash. But instead, well, that's my question for J.K. Rowling. Like, why are you? Uh, shut up! Just yeah. like stop talking. Just go live with Enjoy your, billion your billions. Yeah. yeah, have a good time. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. Like yeah. you're losing, <laughs> hemorrhaging money by being an asshole yeah. on Twitter. So yeah, it's, it's, it's what you know. What if I had a billion dollars? Nobody. You would never hear from me. Yeah, no, yeah. it's gone. Where'd he go? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> It's weird. Google Maps. There's a spot that does not show up on Google Maps. Is he there? We don't know. <laughs> no. All right. I want to thank Caitlin Grant of the Plug It Up podcast for uh, coming and hanging out with us tonight. She is actually someone interested. And if you haven't listened to Plug It Up, you should. It's one of the best thank podcasts you. going right now. We are idiots, but... If you like any part of what you heard, go ahead and check us out on the YouTube. Check us out on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. It's probably on that gold gramophone in the back of your grandma's closet. Be sure to hit the uh, like and subscribe, tell a friend, get a tattoo on your forehead with the name of our podcast, whatever it is you want to do. And other than that, we'll see you next week. Bye.